There are two types of speakers, those who are nervous and those who are liars. But if you know the nerves are coming, you'll be able to handle them. You got this. Hey everybody, this is Speak Easy with Eric Egan. I've made a career out of speaking in front of people and a camera, learning a ton about this craft along the way. How to be comfortable and exude confidence, learning from my mistakes, which have been plenty, and becoming accustomed to harnessing that nervous energy we all experience. I say all that because I know how important standing up in front of a crowd of two or a hundred can be in all of our professions. And I'm here to show you, I can help you perfect your pitch. Let's do it. All right, everybody, Eric Egan here, the host coming at you for Speak Easy with Eric Egan. I'm at a good place today. Uh, painting a bit of a picture for you, a window into my world. It is a rainy Sunday afternoon here in uh, wonderful Tennessee. That's where I'm coming to you from, just outside of Nashville. I hope you are all in an equally good place. I'm excited you're here. I got an awesome, uh, awesome topic today that has helped me exponentially in my career, um, in my media career, in my speaking career, really any way you look at it. And this the tools today we're going to share, everyone, it will come in handy from the boardroom to the conference room and anywhere else in between. Anytime you're trying to make a point or speaking in front of somebody or trying to make a good impression, um, sticking the landing is it's critical. And there are easy things to do to make sure that you kind of tie a bow on it and, and wrap everything up nicely. And that's why I'm here for you today. I'm thinking more imagery. I'm thinking landing the plane. How many times are people like, all right, land the plane, John, or, or whatever? Well, it's important. You don't want to lose your audience. You don't want them to, to wander away, to have their mind thinking about something else when you're up there in front of people, whether it's an audience of one or an audience of 100. I'm also thinking about the, the, the Summer Olympics are coming up. And that's where the title comes from, Sticking the Landing. You know, the imagery of, of gymnastics. Can't wait to see some of our finest athletes compete in, in the Tokyo Games. But a routine isn't finished. It's not complete until, boom, they stick the landing. You work for that perfect score. It's what we're always, you know, sort of after. Um, so I'm going to break down a few points today. And remember, this is so important. I, I'm, I'm going a little bit out of the ordinary uh, chronological order of things. Could I talk about how important the beginning of a talk is today? Absolutely. The meat, you know, the, the meat of the sandwich, so to speak, building your message, of course, that's important. But I want to start with the ending of your talk today because it's so important because it can both save you if you're going off keel a little bit or it can seal the deal. It can only reemphasize your message and drive that home and really leave the person you're speaking to or the group you're speaking before with an awesome impression of everything you just said. So that's where I'll start a few key points today under stick the landing. I believe this is episode 13, such a ride we're on. So I appreciate you guys listening and I'm joining me again for this, uh, um, this edition of speak easy with Eric again. So we'll start here. First point, everybody tell them again, what you told them, um, it's so important just to be very, very pointed and specific when you speak to somebody, when you're trying to get a message across. Don't worry about it being repetitive. And I often do this on the podcast, telling them again what you just told them, it reaffirms everything. It might make the most uh, um, important thing you said in your message 
stick a little bit better, stick the landing. You see, we're back to that again. So how do you do that? Just, just give somebody a quick summary, whether it's two points or three points when you're about to wrap up. It helps people. How can I say this? It again reemphasizes what you think is important and it will it will perk people's ears up. It will help them absorb and, and really hold on to the things that you felt were the most important pieces of your message. So give them a quick summary of your main points, the stuff that you want to land. Tell them again what you just told them. It's okay to repeat yourself. And chances are, chances are they are going to walk away retaining that. That's the most important part, right? Number two here, know your landing spot, know your landing place going in. Plan the landing. The reason why I say that is because many times in my career, and this happens to the best of us, we can sort of go off track and we start to ramble. Sometimes you ramble when you can't find your train of thought. Sometimes you ramble when you think something is a little bit more important than it is and your audience might not agree. You always want to cater the message to them, not to you. So know where your landing place is going to be going in. It'll help you avoid rambling. Um, to be honest with you, I have even bypassed certain points in my speaking career um, when I feel like it's going a little bit long or there's even the slightest chance somebody in that audience might be losing interest. And I'll, my ending is going to be one of my strong points, remember. I've practiced it. It's always there just in case I need to sort of skip ahead and go to it. This comes in handy tenfold in a sales pitch. You always want to make sure everybody is there on the edge of their seat, hanging on your every word. And I know that is a very high bar, but of course, that's what we're working toward. So if there's any sort of, uh, of situation or scenario you come across where, where maybe you're just in a point where something isn't, isn't reaching the people like you hoped it would, knowing ahead of time what your landing place is going to be, you can fast forward to that and hopefully catch them before you lose them. So they're still, you know, they're still tuned into you. That is when the time is right to make that split second decision, frankly, because sometimes you might be having that internal conversation in your head. You have to trust that thought process. Once again, if it's more important to me, the speaker, than the audience, just ax it. Jump ahead to your landing. You've already prepared it. You're going to know what it is ahead of time. You won't lose people. And then you'll go back to my first point. Tell them, you'll be telling them again what you just told them. And finally, this is my, this is my favorite point. Number three, easy way out. You're ending your landing. However you decide to wrap up your talk, that can, it can essentially help you survive. Um, in any time or, or situation you forget something, or perhaps maybe something goes awry or something doesn't go as planned and you have to jump two or three steps forward just to get out alive. Am I right? Well, your trump card, what you have in your back pocket, your closer, you're the closer, your closing statement is going to hammer home and come in and, and drive home that message. It's in your back pocket. It's something that Again, you've rehearsed ahead of time. You can use that in a scenario where maybe you go blank. Maybe there was a part of your message that you weren't 100% about and you flat out forgot it. Having that landing that you've relied on and that you already know the ending point where you're going, it's, it's an easy way out. It can get you out of a lot of trouble. And the point prior to this, if you're rambling a bit, if you've just got off track, Unfortunately, if, you, if, you, if you've forgotten, and that happens to the best of us, 
It happens to everyone. You don't always get everything in that you planned ahead to ahead of time going into something. Sometimes stuff just, just skips our mind. So it can be your easy way out. It can sort of be your, your lifeline. Remember, remember, um, uh, the millionaire game show, who wants to be a millionaire? Think of it as, as phoning a friend or your lifeline, your ending is that friend that's right there waiting in the wings. They're going to, it's going to get you out of trouble. And not only will it do all that, it will help you finish. Um, it'll help you finish strong. And that's the main objective. Okay. How about, uh, okay. I also have a good exercise to share with you. And this is, I wouldn't call this a beginner exercise. I've used it, uh, I would say more recently to, to bolster my, my arsenal, my speaking repertoire, rehearse with headphones on. And in those headphones, I want you guys to put on, um, I guess a podcast would work any, any sort of any, anything that's not music, but it's somebody talking. And this has helped me, it, it's helped me avoid distraction. Um, it's really come in handy when I rehearsed like this or prepared like this ahead of time where I know I'm going into a speaking scenario where there's a, a big crowd around me. Think of like a live reporter on TV and they're in the middle of something and there's so much going on. It helps you refocus. And if you can rehearse in front of a mirror or in front of a camera with your earbuds in and, and somebody's talking to you again, I, I want it to basically become white noise. And then you take that white noise away and it's just you and your thoughts. Um, for me, it hasn't been a lonely place. It's more so been a place that I've really been able to concentrate. So think about doing that. I think it's going to make you a better speaker. Um, again, in, in a ton of different scenarios, if it's a one-on-one -on -one scenario, or maybe you're speaking in front of a group, or maybe it's a crowded party and you're having a hard time making a first impression that you really want to land, or you really want to impress somebody, this will, will come in handy. Uh, a little quote too, um, back to our, our normal format today. Uh, I love this one. Those who practice improve those who don't don't those who practice improve those who don't don't this is pretty self-explanatory pretty black and white these skills are things we use every day everyone and if we're not honing them if we're not making a concrete singular effort toward bettering ourselves especially you know we're knock on wood hopefully the the pandemic is at least we're on the right track to, to getting past it and i say that because in the world before that, am I right? There was a lot more face-to-face -face interaction. And it's, it, it's fantastic. We just had, my family just had some friends over the other night. And it had been so long since there was a group of people in our home. But it was rewarding. It was enjoyable. And the conversation was fantastic. And it's a scenario that we're all sort of brushing off our speaking skills. So you want to be the person in the room that is leading the way and who is the most fine-tuned. And these are some of the skills. Again, those who practice improve, those who don't don't. If you're not on it, if you're not making it one of your priorities, you're not going to get better. But if you are, it'll set you apart. And that's what I hope we're doing here. My speak easy suggestion today, I'll be honest with you. We're going to talk a little bourbon just for a minute. I've been, I've been sort of frustrated and anyone who, who enjoys, you know, enjoys a cocktail or who, if you're like me, you're out there and, and you're always trying to find the best bottle. You're in, in the hunt for the, the allocated, um, 
types of, of bourbon. And it's kind of frustrating out there. So what I want to start doing is, is I've thought about maybe giving some examples of some of the best uh, spirits that you can buy that you will easily find on a shelf that you don't have to beg, barter and steal for, that you don't have to um, be a part of a, a Facebook group and know when um, your favorite liquor store is going to get their shipment in. So I'll start today with this is called Noah's Mill, and, and I believe it's from the uh, Willet Distillery. It's a bit of a uh, a, a spicy catch. It comes in at uh, 114 proof, but it's fantastic and it's easily accessible. I would even for the even for the veteran bourbon drinkers, my suggestion is to to add maybe a drop or two of water or or a small cube. Um, again, it's called Noah's Mill. Comes with a, a great nose. It's it's friendly on your palate. A strong finish. You get sort of a peanut buttery nutty vibe to this Noah's Bill. Noah's Mill, excuse me, I'm looking at the bottle right now. It, it, it's in my collection. They call it a genuine bourbon whiskey, handmade, and it is in the hills of Kentucky. So uh, go with that one. You should see it at any participating liquor store. And I want to say it'll run you probably 60 or less. So it's a bit on the high side, but it is one of those bourbons that you can easily find and you don't have to hunt around for. So that's why we're going with it. Guys, today's episode, again, uh, stick the landing. Uh, some main points today. This will help you. This will help you seal the deal or it will help you survive a, a rocky finish that you may not have, uh, have planned for. If you do plan ahead for that landing, you'll always have a plan place to go, a safe place to land that will um, leave your audience with a good impression. And that's what we're working towards. Friends, thanks. Again, this is Speak Easy with Eric Egan. And I leave you with this. Be confident, be memorable, maybe most importantly, just be you, be yourself. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon. See ya.